that walk that walk This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. All right, all right, all right. Here we are back again. Walk and Roll Live. How are you, Eric Aguilar? What's happening, Doug? I'm Oakley Dokley. How you doing? Oakley Dokley. I like it. I'm good. Uh, just uh, real real quick, uh, I am Doug Vincent. I am a polio survivor that has transitioned from walking with crutches into a full-time wheelchair user. How you doing, everybody? My name is Eric Giggler. I have cerebral palsy on the right side of my body. I'm hard of hearing in my left ear, and I'm a uh, walking stick user. You sound like you've been very busy lately, so I think I know the answer to this question, but uh, have you had a chance to go see the Marvels movie yet? Um, not quite yet, because usually when new movies come out, we have this thing on my TV called Cinema, and when a movie comes out, we have to wait at least uh, two weeks at the very most for it to come out in, the, in order to get a decent stream, because with the cinema, you can watch anything you want from the Adam West days of Batman to... What's going on right now? Yeah. So does that mean maybe this weekend you'll watch it? Um, if not this weekend, uh, next weekend. All right. So have you heard anything about it? I hear, I've heard some great things about it. I've heard some uh, not great things about it, depending on uh, what you prefer in comics. And I hear it's going to be a crossover between uh, X-Men. And speaking of X-Men, Deadpool is coming out with a movie uh, next year. It's going to feature... Uh, Hugh Jackman played by Wolverine and Electra played by Jennifer Gardner. It's been a cool minute since she's played Electra. And then um, the guy that plays uh, Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy from X-Men, the uh, blue hairy guy, he's going to make an appearance in the uh, Marvels. I like that description, the blue hairy guy. If I was blue, I could play that part. Anyway, um, but wow, you've got it down. There are people listening to this that know exactly what you, you're talking about. And unfortunately, I'm not one of them. All that just kind of kind of flew over my head a little bit. But I know you know what you're talking about. So it'll be interesting to see where you land after you see the movie, you know, which side. I, if I had to predict, I would say you're a pretty generous guy. So I think you're going to enjoy it for what it is, whatever it is. But, yeah, I've heard some negative things, and I won't uh, I won't get into that. I'm most interested in, in your take on it. So we'll do that. Um, Anything else this past week that worth mentioning? I know you just came off well, of a training before we did this. You're 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 getting back into the uh, uh, training for the disaster preparedness, right? And you were you're getting a seminar soon. Uh, yeah, well, you're correct, Amunda, sir. Me and um, our friend uh, Brandy, we're going to do a series of uh, trainings uh, starting next week for the uh, emergency preparedness. It's going to be hosted by the State Council of Development of Disabilities. How it's organized is that. Um, Employers who have uh, workers with disabilities, they're going to attend the training. And after they uh, complete the training, they'll have their uh, kids uh, ready to go and ready to take home. And it's pretty cool that I'm training uh, Brandy to be a co-instructor because next year I want to train at least uh, three more people. So that way um, we could be uh, divided amongst ourselves and uh, train in uh, you know, different groups of people, one instructor uh, per group. 
That's called paying it forward, my brother. I like it. That is yeah. awesome. So it's not open to the public at large, but good to hear that you're out there continuing. I, I know you have a passion for learning and you have a passion for teaching and sounds like you're going to be full of that here in the next little bit. Right. So uh, keep us posted. Uh, nothing really uh, to report for the last week. I know I mentioned last week that, um, that we were uh, doing kind of the first phase of our pantry Thanksgiving dinner delivery for the veterans at the veterans village in Loma Linda. We did that. We handed out the turkeys and also handed out some other things, but uh, tomorrow we're doing it early. We normally do it on Thursday, but of course that's Thanksgiving. So, uh, we gave out the turkeys last week, so they have plenty of time to thaw, you know, before Thanksgiving. And then we're giving out the hams tomorrow and then everything else that goes along with a, a, a Thanksgiving dinner right down to the pumpkin pies. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to, you know, I, I I think I probably mentioned this before, but sometimes I wonder if I get more out of it and us that uh, do the volunteering there get more out of it than the veterans. But I'm sure they, you know, they appreciate it and they show that all the time. And we appreciate, of course, their service and everything they've done to, you know, give us the freedoms that we have to enjoy holidays like Thanksgiving, right? Oh, yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, Doug, I'm also getting ready for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. In the past, I adored a turkey as a kid, but now that I'm an adult, I kind of uh, lead towards uh, more of a uh, ham with the uh, pineapple slices and a glaze. Yeah. That's the one thing I've always enjoyed by Thanksgiving. And then to this very day, my grandma always makes my uh, great grandma the recipe uh, stuffing with the uh, ground uh, beef. Yeah. You know, those, those are the things that you love, you know, those traditions. And, you know, you have those once a year and it ties you in with grandma and, and all those things. It's amazing. And I, uh, uh, I know uh, I, I eat turkey all year, but not like that. You know what I mean? I, you know, I get a turkey sandwich or things like that. But uh, but to have that traditional cooked turkey Thanksgiving once a year is plenty. I enjoy it, you know, I, but it, once a year usually kind of satisfies that, that uh, uh, you know, that desire for it. So, yeah. So looking forward to it and getting together with some friends. My I think I mentioned my uh, my daughter and her family there going to see her in-laws, you know, grandma and grandpa on the other side. Uh, so, so uh, I'm going to go hang out with some friends and eat a lot and watch a lot of football. And how about our Raiders came close, right? Uh, yeah. Close, but no cigar. I mean, yeah. it was no big deal. I mean, I thought it was going to be, uh, you know, maybe a walk in the park perhaps, but we won't get too much to that here, but hopefully uh, next time we do better. I mean, one thing for sure, but the next three games, we kind of got to work it out for us. Yes, we do. You're absolutely right. Kansas City coming. But I don't know. I have a feeling that they might be able to pull it off if they just kind of keep this momentum because it was close yesterday. You know, I'm an optimist. We'll see how it goes. All right. So um, we uh, we have a, a, a great guest this week, right? Right. We actually did the interview uh, yesterday. So we're, we're putting it all together. It's a... Uh, Patch Epstein from uh, 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 AccessibleGo.com, which is a website and uh, a service that helps people with disabilities travel and kind of make all their plans and so much more. That's what really kind of surprised me when we talked to Patch, right? There's, uh, because I actually use them to book a, a trip that I'm taking next year, but she just opened my eyes to so many different aspects to 
you know, having this service. So if you're disabled and you travel, listen up, because this is this is awesome. All the information that she gets got got me started thinking about so many things. I'm going to go back and kind of have her take a look at my trip and see if there's some uh, different things that she can handle for me and make sure I have the best trip possible. So we'll do that next, right? Coming up right after these words from the Agyar Professional Training Studio sponsor, Agyar Professional Training. Stay tuned, folks. Agyar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics, to name just a few. Using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agyarprofessionaltraining.com, A-G-U-I-A-R, professionaltraining.com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. I'm Eric with my buddy Doug. How y'all doing this morning? I am good. And today we have uh, a guest with us that's going to talk to us about uh, travel in the uh, disability community. We have Pat uh, Epstein with us. How you doing? Hey there, everybody. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Glad to have you and uh, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, I'm just saying, what's up, Patch? <laughs> So, I, you know, I'm not sure exactly where to start. Uh, first of all, I wanted to ask, uh, just for our, our listeners, are you a person with a disability? I do not have a disability. However, um, when I was in college, I actually had the opportunity to work for several individuals that had disabilities. And I learned just how much is involved in day-to-day um day-to-day life living um, with a disability. And I also learned that um, just because you have X disability doesn't mean that you have X abilities or inabilities. Um, Every individual is unique, which really laid the foundation for me to be working in this space because when people reach out for assistance for accommodations, It doesn't matter what disability they have. I don't ask. It's more so what are the features they need in order to focus on their vacation, their work trip, their medical trip, not how am I going to get into the hotel room, use the bathroom, get on the bed, et cetera, um, and and really having an understanding from an intimate level of what that's like um, was priceless, truly. Awesome. Good. That that gives us a background on where you're coming from and, and that's exactly what i was looking for uh it sounds like a, a great background to come to you know to accessible go accessiblego.com right that's the yes. website and i guess most of your services would be provided through that format yes yeah, so um yeah if you go to accessiblego.com we have the uh hotel bookings on there um that you can make 
We also have a form for you to fill out for a wheelchair accessible van rental, as well as car rentals that um, you can request the, um, the spinner knobs, the hand controls. Um, and we have some more things coming up, but I don't want to you know mention them just yet, but let's yeah, just yeah. say the goal is for Accessible Go to be your one-stop shop, the travel platform for people with disabilities. So we've been slowly but surely adding all the different aspects that we think people need how and those that people is, are requesting. How long has Accessible Go been around? So it's been around for several years. COVID kind of threw off the track. Um, I wasn't with the company before COVID, um, but it was around before then, a couple of years before COVID. All right. You, you know, you mentioned something in your last answer, and I I haven't had anybody that I could ask who has some expertise in the area. So I'd love to ask you. Um, a few years ago, it came up about renting a car. And, and I've rented cars in the past, but uh, somebody said that uh, the companies are, are getting away from making cars available for disabled clients because of liabilities and the insurances getting too expensive. But I mean, that's an ADA requirement, right? So. I honestly don't know to answer your question, to be honest with you. Um, What I can tell you is that there are only certain types of cars that are Mm -hmm. available with those features. Um, So anybody who's looking to rent a sports car, I don't think you're going to have those features available. Um, But I, I don't know specifically if they're moving away from that per se. I will say that one thing is the car companies need um, around five business days to coordinate to have the car available for you. So that is something definitely to take into consideration. I don't know if it's because they're moving, they have a small quantity and they're moving cars from different locations, but it seems like they do need more advanced notice than I would have thought they would need. Right. Yeah. That's been my experience as well. And I think, I think they don't have an inventory of cars ready with hand controls. I think they add the hand controls as needed. Is that, I think it's as needed, yeah. but I'm, I'm not positive. Yeah. 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 So yeah, just for, for people that are, are traveling and, and if they've never rented a car, uh, that's something to definitely to, to, uh, to keep in mind. I, I think, I think I made the mistake going somewhere one time when I needed a car and, and, and got that lesson, you know, very quickly. Um, so, so mobility, I would imagine, is a, a large part of what you do. But how about outside of that as well? I want to address that. Any other so needs? That come yeah. There's hearing accessible requests, um, as well as people with um, uh, vision issues um, and autism, people who are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um we also have fragrance sensitivities. Um, all of these also we've had combined, which is an extra special challenge because one thing I definitely want listeners to know is that rooms that are set up for hard of hearing and um, blind individuals are not necessarily mobility accessible. When it says hearing accessible on it and it doesn't say anything about mobility features, don't assume that it's all in one, which you would expect it would be. Mm-hmm. It would make sense for these rooms to be all in one, but they're usually not. Sometimes they are, which is wonderful, but not always. Um, so those are the main aspects. We've actually, the request for people on the spectrum has been going up um, and it's more so 
for those individuals, oftentimes what they're asking for is a first floor room assignment in a quieter wing. Um, those definitely no balcony, those kinds of requests have come in. But again, it's individualized based on what they need. And, and that's probably a big point right there, right? And because as we've talked about many times on this program, you know, every disability, every person with a disability is so individual, you know, even two similar disabilities, you would think they would be similar. They have very specific needs from person to person. So a, a big challenge you're taking on. Well, and I'll say, you know, two of the individuals that I worked for in college had cerebral palsy and what they needed me to help with was very different. And I, you know, they actually joked with me about the fact that there was a training program that was set up by the university for individuals that would be PAs for these individuals. And they said it's a joke because the only person that can train you to work with them is the, the, the person themselves. And they mm. were right because I wasn't doing the same thing for both of them, even though technically they have the same condition we'll call it diagnosis, but it, it, yeah. it, it diagnosis it, it wasn't it, it was very different so taking that and applying it to hotels you know i've got some people saying that they need a mobility accessible room and i say okay great well you have um a room with an ada tub no no that's not accessible we wouldn't be able to use that right so but then on the flip side, even today, I had somebody who they originally booked a standard room. So I got them in the mobility accessible room. And typically the roll-in shower is what people prefer. And I was able to get this individual in a room with a roll-in shower. And then they emailed back saying their spouse can't use the roll-in shower at all. They would prefer an ADA tub, which was pretty surprising. Yeah. Um, but everybody has their own, their own, um, requests requirements um one thing i'll point out is when it comes to bed heights and open bed frames which are really critical for individuals that are doing the transfers onto the bed um they are not mandated by the ada i'll say bed heights sort of are but it's very easy for hotels to get out of it and unfortunately they do um and those kinds of features, we really suggest that people reach out to us in advance for the pre-booking support. Um, I have heard bed heights from 17 inches high to 32, and that's a huge range. And typically, individuals are asking for 22 to 25, max 27, not over 27, um, for, an in, for transferring on their own. Now, when it comes to using a Hoyer lift, it seems like more and more hotels are remodeling their mobility accessible rooms and putting them on platforms. Um, now, again, technically, according to the ADA, they're supposed to raise the bed and accommodate. However, I stay away from those requests because then what if the bed's not um, stable? That's the last thing we want, right? where it might fall like one side, one, one edge, one corner. I don't know. Um, so finding those rooms that have the open bed frame is a big challenge, especially if it's open bed frame and then a specific height, because I have been asked that as well. Um, so, you know, these kinds of requests are very normal. That's if I can, another thing I want to convey is no request is abnormal. 
These are requirements that individuals have for their stay. I have a lot of individuals that end up apologizing to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. One other thing. Is that okay? Yes, it's okay. This is, this is what you need, right? It's not, you know, it's, it's not that I'm doing a favor for you. I'm doing what you need us to do. I I think that just speaks to, you know, where we are on our journey as people with disabilities and how we feel like we're, you know, for so long we didn't get anything. And then now, you know, we're starting to get things and we're apologizing for it. And we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. We've got to got to get over that. What's an open bed frame? I'm not familiar with that. So an open so open bed frame is for using a Hoyer lift or a patient lift device that that device would slide under oh, the dear. bed for the transfer. Okay. Um, and I have a funny story. I had a hotel. There was an individual who was looking for a hotel um, near the Magnificent Mile in Chicago. And Chicago, I'm actually from originally from Chicago. It's a pretty liberal place. It's pretty, I I thought, progressive place. I couldn't find a hotel in the Magnificent Mile that had an open bed frame. Wow. Um, And mind you, I started by asking, do you have beds with an open bed frame? Not do you have availability for this specific weekend that has, you know, a mobility accessible room? Because let's get, you know, the easiest thing, right? Or the, the deal breaker. I ended up finding a hotel where the individual said, the front desk staff person said that they do have open bed frame. They even went to the room to check. And I told them, I need about, it needs to be an open bed frame with about five and a half to six inches of height for the wheels to go under. Usually they only need about four inches, four and a half, five, but I always ask for more. Um, And the individual came back and said, we got it. And I said, you know what? I had this hunch. Can you get me a picture? So he sent me a picture. There was five and a half to six inches of height, but about three inches, inches until they depth. hit the box. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, a, it's not their fault, but <laughs> there are staff members that just aren't aware of, and I say hotel staff members that aren't yeah. aware. Yeah. Um, and, it wasn't until recently when I insist, like I, I changed my process, even if people don't ask for a shower chair, even if they don't specifically ask for grab bars, if they have a mobility accessible room, I ask to confirm that there's a shower chair and um, grab bars because lo and behold, there are a lot of hotels that uh, don't have one or the other. Experience um, that myself. Yeah. Go in yeah. and you you get the roll-in shower, which is the big get, right? And then you right. get get there, and there's no. Uh, many times they have one, the fold-up one that's attached to the wall. Didn't have that. Didn't have a chair. You know, one, and then you know when you call the front desk, it's it's like what, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. And you know, one one didn't have a shower curtain, which I thought was odd. You that know, is odd. Uh, yeah. And but, again, and again, they look at me like, well, "What do you need that for?" Oh, well, well, I, I mean. It's, I don't mind getting the whole place wet, but you know, if, you know, if you don't, but right. Yeah. But what blows my mind is when I insisted on the shower chair with a couple of hotels, they said, well, no, it's a roll in shower. So the individual can roll right in and shower in their chair. In their chair. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wait, do you think that they're going to shower in their very expensive, possibly custom made wheelchair that is electronic? 
and they didn't yeah. know the difference. So you know, that's, that's um, another thing we talk about yeah. all the time here is it's just that and you you don't blame them. I can't blame them because they just they just don't know and they just don't have that experience and they don't think it through. You know, one of the simple things is when you go anywhere these days, any any place with a counter will have a portion of the counter that's lower, right? And go into I mean, if you're listening to this, next time you stay at a hotel, take a look at this. When you check in at the desk, they'll have a lower area. And many times that area is full of brochures. They think that is the brochure station where they can put out all their brochures. So when I go into a hotel and I see that open, and, then, and especially if they ask me to come over there, if I don't already go over there myself, you know, I compliment, compliment them on the fact that they don't have brochures all over it, you know. Because people don't understand those, and those are those simple things. So, do you find yourself kind of becoming an, an advocate as you're dealing with all these different facilities? Definitely, one of the things that I'm sure to do is commend hotels for doing it right, um, and staff members that will go and get me the measurements that I need, as well as the pictures. Um, oftentimes, I am, you know, we we say that. Accessible Go is hassle-free booking because we take on the hassle. It's not that it's hassle-free in general. It's that you don't have to deal with it because we, you know, crank it out. Um, But that does mean we are calling the hotels multiple times um, to get the information because first it's they can't get in the room because somebody's in the room. So then I have to make note of what day do they check out. And then making sure that maintenance or engineering or housekeeping will go in there and, you know, with the measuring tape, because some of the front desk staff people won't take grab a measuring tape or they don't have one accessible to them um, and get in there. But then on the flip side, there have been individuals who went in, got all the measurements, even asked, you know, does the skirt, the bed skirt on the bed, would that interrupt using the Hoyer lift, right? And actually... Even more so, that individual asked me um, to send her what all the requirements were um, so that she can make sure that they are on it um, as a hotel. Um, I've been surprised to find that one time I had a front desk staff person who used to be a nurse, so she knew exactly what a Hoyer lift was. Um, Another individual, her father actually is um, in a wheelchair and stayed in the room multiple times. So when I asked about all the different features, she said, you know, she knew, she knew why I was asking, what I was asking for, the importance of it. You know, for instance, an open vanity um, in the bathroom, a sink, so that you can roll underneath, right? Those are features that you got to ask about um, and not take for for granted. Um, I think the one feature that can be taken for granted in the continental U.S. is a step-free entrance. Yeah. Um, but. But I've had people say to me, you know, when they're leading me to a accessible area and I get there and there's a step or two and, and they'll <laughs> say to me, well, they're just, they're just one. I mean, how do you even respond to that? You know? <laughs> well, tell me how you would respond to this one in terms of the bed height. So I was told it was at this hotel 30, 31 or 32 inches. And there's no a lot of times I should also mention there isn't a way to lower the bed height Mm -hmm. because the box spring is nailed to the platform, which is nailed to the bed frame and nailed to the floor. Um, And even if they can remove the box, 
then you're at the point where the bed is now too, too low. low for you to get back into your wheelchair. Um, so, you know, we're when there's, I always ask if something can be removed, but anyway, so there was nothing that could be done. And so I asked the, well, while I was asking them if there was something that could be done, they said, oh, well, we have a step stool they could use. I, I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I, I just said, so we'll be pursuing a cancellation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to get into that. Um, but there, there are a lot of very endearing um, situations where, you know, I should say a lot of individuals that book through us are booking for medical purposes. Um, and, or it's that one first time in seven years that they're traveling um, and they need to go to this family reunion. They need to be at this hotel, et cetera, whatever it is. And there have been many times that hotel front desk staff people have called the guests that are currently um, booked for the accessible rooms to see, do they need an accessible room? Can they use the other bathroom type and had them switched, got their approval to switch them so that the guests who book through us can get into that room that they desperately need for their stay. Um, there is something very odd with third party bookings, which is that, um, a lot of times there's, I've heard this from too many staff members at the hotels. So there's a default that the room gets assigned to a mobility accessible room when the guest doesn't actually need it. They didn't request it. That's not the kind of room that they wanted, um, which is why so many staff members have not had an issue with calling those guests to confirm with them what it is that they need. Um, so again, it's not always, but every time I'm told that, you know, oh, well, we don't have any rooms with a roll-in shower available for these dates, I always ask, are you sure that they all need the roll-in shower? So so let me see if I've got this straight. So now when I travel in the future and I mm -hmm. book a room and they tell me that there's no accessible room available, I could take that one extra step and just say, could you check with the person who has it booked to see if they need it? Well, if they, obviously, if they wanted it? Doug, obviously, you wouldn't even have to make those calls because you would be booking through Accessible Go from right, here yes. on out. Well, yes, that's... But yes. theoretically, <laughs> yeah. I would end up doing that and say exactly, yes, can can you check with them? Now, I, I will say, in all honesty, they it's not always the case that they'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But more often than not, they do. Yeah, but the answer um, is no if you don't ask. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The answer is no. And <laughs> that's also why part of what we do. So we'll, I'll do the um, accessibility confirmation based on the requests that are submitted and the room type that I see was booked. And then um, I, you know, OK, great. They've got the mobility accessible single king suite with a roll in shower has grab bars and a shower chair. Awesome. You know. Let's say Samantha, the front desk, Samantha, can you also add a do not move guest needs roll in shower and block off the room so that they won't be moved? Now, whether or not they can actually block off the room is based on hotel policy, whether or not the individual at the front desk actually puts a do not move is, you know, yep. who knows if that will happen. Not 100%, um, yep. 
but we request it. And then what we do in the background is three to four days prior to check-in, we actually call the hotel to do a reconfirm. Now, this is partially because... Um, and that's your standard practice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And we do it and you won't hear from us unless there is a change. Okay. As in, even if it's a small change, like instead of a single king or a single queen, it's a single king. Let's say it's to your benefit. You'll you'll hear from us. Um, but if there's any kind of change, we let you know. And we started doing this because um, three to four days gives us time to scramble and help you find a replacement if something goes wrong. Um, hotels are supposed to notify guests if the room is down, if an individual that is a long-term guest decided to extend their stay, um, they're, they're supposed to notify and they don't always do so. Um, and sometimes when the original confirmation is done, there was a mistake and it could be a mistake as simple as, oh yes, there's a shower chair. And then when I do the reconfirmation, there's no shower chair and the hotel doesn't have one to give to the guest, but the guest absolutely needs one. So now we have to find a replacement or it could just be the grab bars or it could be the whole kit and caboodle that, well, no, they're in a standard room. I don't. And then I ask, can you take a look and see the change log? Because I look at my list. When I spoke to Chris on November 7th, I was told that it had this, this and this type of room. Um, so can you explain to me what happened, right? So I'm taking on those conversations and I, I hesitate with using the word advocate because that's a, it's a heavy word, but let's just say I fight the battle for you, um, and try and go as far as I can speak to a manager, um, you know, and then also through our inventory supplier, um, they do have a, um, relocation department um unfortunately i've found that it's it, you need it, it's challenging if it's from one day to the next because it it could take time yeah. for them to find a replacement um because just keep in mind that's what they do that's their you know the relocation department so they've got all kinds of people with that kind of situation so but with again three to four days then we're good. We can do that. And the benefit of the relocation department is they will find you a hotel that has that room type um, at the same like star level or higher, and they'll pay the difference. So, you know, those kinds of things like having the, um, the due diligence to go through and follow all these procedures and everything, um, you know, that's what that's what we're offering yeah, to guests. Yeah. Um, and there isn't and, an added fee. Yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, no extra charge, right? Yeah. So yeah, so yeah. I was just gonna say Eric just went on a a, a little getaway uh, last weekend. Can you see where some of this could have helped you, Eric? Um, let me see. I would start by getting um perhaps a bigger cabin and um <laughs> maybe an even a bigger shower. And for heaven's sakes, make sure the heater's working, man. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you had a pretty uh, rural uh, experience. So, so maybe, maybe um, that's the question to ask. I mean, are you dealing mostly with large metropolitan areas? You know, he was in a little area up in the mountains. Uh, it's called Idlewild here near us, and uh, I, I don't know what 
you know, other accommodations there could have been, but it sounded like it was pretty, pretty rustic. Well, so we don't do homestays just yet. So cabins, homestays, um, we don't do those just yet, but yeah. we're hoping to get there. Um, but typically, I mean, anywhere that has a hotel, so hotel, motel, resort, um, we do those. So if those cabins are technically considered a hotel, then yes, they would be, you know, it, it, the question is really, does our inventory supplier have them in their system? Yeah. Um, yeah, but I also want to mention that through our inventory supplier, we have a special discount program that people with a disability are welcome to take advantage of. Um, and those discounts, we don't have direct control over them, you know, so people say, well, can, is there anything you can do about the price of this hotel? Nothing no. I can do. However, um, you know, those prices fluctuate and, you know, if you see a good price, I mean, there was somebody who booked at Excalibur for $24 a night. I wanted to go. I wanted to go for that <laughs> price. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and I will say, you know, in the same way that there's high seasons and low seasons, that definitely applies to our site as well. Um, but yeah, you can definitely get a good deal. Um, and you get these accessibility accessibility needs confirmed for you. Um, and when needed, we, as I mentioned before, we get the pictures, we get the measurements. Um, again, if you need measurements and pictures, we prefer advance notice, um, even pre-booking support. Um, it's, we will, we do the booking, the accessibility confirmations, um, so long as we have 48 hours prior to check-in. Um, we try to get to those that are done in less than 48 hours as well, but those can be a significant challenge. Um, when it comes to international travel, remember how I said that step-free entrances, at least that we can count on in the States? Yes. You can't mm -hmm. count on that internationally at all. Um, there was a guest that booked a hotel in Petra. I got all the pictures and measurements. It was a fantabulous, sweet room. Even there was a little tiny step. It wasn't even a step, a little bump. Um, they they created a ramp for it to get into the room. Oh, okay, wow. everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, when I asked about the step free entrance, they didn't understand what I meant. So I said, you know, a ramp, something. So I asked them to send me a picture of the front of the building. It was uh, San Francisco style on a slant with steps. Um, and they told me that no problem, they can lift the chair. And I said, no, 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 mm -mm. we're not relying on that, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I asked if there was an alternative entrance, even though that's sub-ideal, um, that has a ramp or, you know, step free. And they didn't have one. So, you know, that's one example in Petra. Then another example, either in Scotland or England, I can't remember exactly which one it was. Um, the mobility accessible rooms were on the second floor and no elevator. You can't make so, this stuff up, huh? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those kinds of situations we really want to avoid because imagine, I mean, I'll tell you, Sorrento, Italy, not a good place for people with disabilities to travel to at all. Um, I couldn't find a single hotel um, and that had, you know, this combination of features that the guest was looking for. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. Feel free to email me if you have a good hotel out there in Sorrento. Um, but, you know, there was a guest that booked uh, 
a room in Japan, I was able to get everything that they needed, right? And pictures to confirm it, measuring measurements to confirm it. Um, something you have to take into consideration when you travel internationally is the width of the doorways. Do not assume anything about the width of the doorways because they are leaner. They're, they're trimmer um, than in the States. Um, so when it comes to those, those foreign trips, I mean, the, the, the challenge of finding, if you think it's a challenge to find a mobility accessible room in the U S um, and last minute internationally, forget about it. Like it, it's just, it's not nearly impossible. So we want to make sure that we have covered all of the bases before you get there. Um, and on a positive note, we did have guests that were doing a trip of a lifetime. Um, and we were able to get them rooms in Lisbon, Athens, and Paris with an open bed frame. And they coordinated the Hoyer lift. Um, so it is possible. We just need a, we need more time and we have to deal with, uh, oftentimes a language barrier. Um, in which case then it's emails. Um, that are exchanged back and forth along with those pictures and measurements and such. So, um, yeah, all these kinds of things taken into consideration. So a couple of things um, domestically, what, what would you advise for lead time? And then the same question for internationally. If you can use, this is a great question. I wish I could let all of our members know. Um, if you are open to using either an ADA tub or a roll-in shower, you can do overnight. Easy. Easy. Okay. Um, domestic. If, yeah, domestic. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you need a specific bed height or um, an open bed frame or space next to the toilet that would allow you to use a Hoyer lift to get onto the toilet, which requires, you know, making sure that there's space next to you or in front of um, the toilet. Um, I'm going to say five days, five, six days um, from, you know, when, you know, contacting us. Um, Which I think most people are probably making their plans beyond five days anyway, right? Most times. We've got, or, or, we've mean, got people they, all over the place. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I got a booking today for June of next year. Yeah, um, I, I've so, booked my room uh, for next March already in Miami yeah. <laughs> through Accessible Go. So it, there you go. You know, you, you've opened my eyes here. Um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't let you answer the international part of that question. So do that, and then I, I want to ask you some other things. For international, I'd say two weeks. Okay. This um, is crazy. My, my, if you can do more than that, it's better because... There are so few mobility accessible yeah. rooms. Yeah. And in the time that we're trying to get pictures of the room to confirm the features, Could get booked. somebody else may book it. Yeah. And but I don't have control over other than calling them and nagging them and emailing them to get the information. It's not going to be immediate necessarily. Again, when it is, um, I, I think I meant to say, well, I, I said before, that I, I do give kudos where kudos are deserved, um, even as much as reaching out to the GMs of the hotels to commend them 
for not only their staff being on top of it um, and very accommodating and very helpful to get the information quickly, but also encouraging, yeah, encouraging them to not change those features like the open bed frames. Um, But um, yeah, when it comes to international, the more time we have in general, the better, but at least two weeks um, and yeah, around five days for the measurements and pictures. And think about it this way. Typically, how long is a person's stay at a hotel? One to four or five nights, yep. right? Pops, usually. So the staff members won't go in the room to take pictures or measurements while somebody's in the room. And if it's a matter of just confirming, yes, it's a mobility accessible room. Honestly, I don't know if it has a tub or a shower, but I know it's got grab bars and a shower chair. Then you can do it, right? But it, when it comes to anything else, at one time I had a staff member um, go to the room and I said, I just need to know if it's an open bed frame. And he said, listen, I've got somebody in the room. And I, I was desperate. There was no other hotel with availability. I called like all of them in this city, wherever it was, I remember. And I said, listen, the person in the room, they have a disability, right? And he's like, well, I, th- I think so. I said, is there any chance I could ask you to knock on the door, explain to them why I'm asking you and see if they'll just let you peek and just see if it looks like there's a like a fist and a half of space. <laughs> You know, and he's like, all right, I'll do it. And he kept me on his headset when, when he went and just did that. And the people are like, oh, sure, go. right. Yeah. So there's there's some finesse involved in trying to get this information. Well, you you yeah. you <laughs> probably have heard this before, but just in case you haven't, you're extraordinary in that, you know, and hopefully your colleagues are, too. Because that, that's what it takes in many instances in life, not just, you know, when you're dealing with these these mobility issues and disabled issues. But, you know, if somebody would just go that extra little bit could achieve so much, you know, so hopefully people keep that in mind. So appreciate that you do that. You know, it's, it's opened my eyes here because, uh, you know, you're talking about things I never even thought of to ask for. You know, I, as I've gotten older, you know, I had polio when I was young and, so now there's something called post-polio syndrome, which is, you know, the loss of strength. And so if I get in a pillow top bed, I mean, I, I'm like stuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I can roll over to get out of it. It just somehow you just sink into it and there's nothing to hang on to, to you know, to roll yourself over and get yourself up. So is, is that a request I could make? No pillow top bed or. We can it- ask for what kind get you the information. Um, in terms of what kind of mattress is it um, and does it have a pillow top or is it just their standard set mattress, yeah. right? Um, and then if it is a situation where it's not a good fit for you, a lot of times hotels even, I I want to caution by saying, I really recommend that everybody only books refundable hotels. Like, mm-hmm. I, so many instances come up where it's the un, un, you know, unexpected. I, I even had a guest recently who had COVID, woke up in the morning, had COVID, 
but he had a non-refundable reservation. And it was a bit of a nightmare to try and get that refunded. Um, and it wasn't clear if it was going to happen, even with a situation that is so straightforward these days. Um, so I, I sincerely urge everybody pay a little bit more and have that comfort and security knowing that with a click of a button, you can cancel. And I will say, not all hotels, but many hotels, you can even cancel until 6 p.m. the day of check-in. Not always. Definitely check the policy because it's different per hotel, right? But with that kind of flexibility, should something happen, like I had one person, um, they got a flat tire in their car. They couldn't come. They couldn't travel, right? What are you going to do? And, you know, it, it was a mobility ex uh, wheelchair accessible van. So this isn't like, okay, they can, no, they can't just figure it out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say that being said, okay. So everybody from now on is going to get refundable reservations, but I will say that a lot of times when the accessibility features cannot be met, whether it's the pillow top mattress, whether it's, um, they need a roll in shower and the room type they may have booked said, said tub in it. Um, but they can only use a roll-in shower or, you know, any one of these features that we, all these features that we've discussed, a lot of times the hotels will approve a cancellation. They will. Mm -hmm. It's still a risk though, which is why I say, don't do it. Get the refundable. Um, and I would add to that, don't abuse that privilege. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, th because hotels would, would start to change that policy if it got abused, you know, right. but that, that's for right. true times when you really need the refund not you know aunt betty says that uh, she can't make it so we're not going right you know don't don't do that mm -hmm. yeah. and one other thing that we didn't address that i wanted to mention also um a lot of guests are telling us that they want um uh adjustable or hospital beds or recliners in the rooms it is a common need and um there are, I have yet to find a single hotel that has an adjustable bed, unfortunately. Um, and recliners, those that do have recliners, they're not the lazy boy recliners. They are hotel room furniture recliner. Um, however, that being said, there are mobility or medical device companies that you can rent um, really great um, both adjustable beds as well as different types of recliners. There's even a recliner that you can, that pushes you forward into a standing, standing position. position yep. Um, I forgot what it's called, but they have these. Um, and when it comes to coordinating with the hotel to make sure that they will receive the delivery and the pickup, um, we can assist with that. One thing to take into consideration though, especially if it's the bed rental, in order to um, bring in the adjustable bed, they have to have somewhere in the hotel to put the original bed. Now, um, that is something you want to coordinate in advance. Um, also, because we, this, unfortunately, there was an individual who the hotel was being remodeled and they didn't have any storage space. So I think they even were talking about just putting the bed against the wall in the room. But um, for pickup, um, 
the company that was delivering the mattress where they happened to be staying was not working on Sundays. So what that meant, because the hotel didn't have storage space, is that the guest had to rent the room for an additional night, which really is unfortunate. Um, So these are, you know, kinds of details to take into consideration. um, And we can assist with that. And hopefully we will have the ability to assist further with the rentals of such equipment when you travel. Um, Also, we had an individual who was looking for a recliner and where he wanted to travel to, we couldn't find a recliner, but we were able to coordinate with the manager at the hotel to allow um, a armchair and ottoman to be placed in the room for the duration of his stay. And it was the first time he traveled in five or seven years. I can't remember with that individual, but um, we don't have a problem asking them to do these things um, and to make sure that it will happen. Um, So, you know, we have individuals also asking for towels and extra pillows to adjust for pain points and, and pressure points. That's okay too. Um, And I also want to let you know that we have um, a community forum. It's pretty active. Um, You can put all types of questions on there and you'll see if you search tons of questions that have already been asked. Um, But it's a really good resource to ask the community directly about different aspects that you may be concerned about or those things that are keeping you from traveling. That is awesome. Uh, You know, you've opened my eyes so much here. You know, the things that you can't request that I, you know, I never really even considered. So hopefully that's helped our listeners as well. And, and uh, thinking back to my experiences traveling that so many things could have been avoided if I had gone through someone like accessible go or accessible go, because I, I mean, I've gone into rooms that they were accessible. That's what they were. That's what they said they were. And then you get in them. You can't even get into the bathroom where the toilet mm-hmm. is. You know, you, you you let alone get in enough to close the door. You can't get into them at all. You can't get into, you know, I've been into hotel rooms where the, the toilet and the shower were in a room off where the vanity and the and the uh, sink mm-hmm. was. And you, you open the door and there's the, the toilet. And you can't get maybe more than six or eight inches into the room. So why are you calling this accessible? Yeah. So, so going through accessible go, you know, you're going to get a, Exactly what you want on all levels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you're curious about, Eric? I do have uh, one question. Uh, what resources or tools does Accessible Go provide to help travelers navigate destinations with these? So, excellent. I was actually kicking myself because I forgot to mention it. <laughs> um, for the top, our top 30 U.S. cities, we have... Um, top 10 accessible hotels, top 10 accessible um, uh, attractions, and then um, a 48-hour itinerary, and all through the lens of accessibility. Um, So we have those. And then we also have um, travel ideas articles that we put out periodically. Some of them are even guest um, or member created, um, great information to share. Um, including things like navigating parking permits um, when you travel, and then um, beach wheelchairs 
those two are our most popular articles. Um, so all sorts of resources like that. And then in addition to that, one other thing I want to mention is we are constantly gathering accessibility reviews from members for different hotels that they've stayed at, um, both good and bad. Um, so, you know, if you have stayed at a hotel in the past, whether it was through us or not, um, and you've got feedback on that hotel, definitely reach out. We can send you the link so that you can put in your review and then guests will be aware, you know, in the future when making decisions about where to stay, um, they'll see your review for that hotel. Um, and it would really help those guests, you know, as they make decisions about where they want to stay. Awesome. Now, do you help with outside um, recreational activities at a destination? You know, somebody goes to Orlando and they want to go to Disneyland uh, or, or help them find accessible the, vehicles. I, well, so we've started with the wheelchair accessible vans. Yeah. And then we've got the car rentals with the accessibility features. Beyond that, um, a lot of times guests will ask for uh, shuttles. Um, oftentimes when it's um, near somewhere like Disneyland or whatnot, yeah. then that is, um, is there a shuttle to the park or um, um, airport shuttles? Now, one thing I will say, hotels that offer free shuttle service that is not accessible, there is a requirement that they offer an accessible option. Um, that, that can be tricky. Yeah, that can be tricky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but oftentimes it's, you know, confirm as far as it goes to transportation, it's that aspect of confirming, do they have it? Do they not? What is the process? Um, yeah. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so definitely booking a hotel, though, right in your wheelhouse. Accessible yes. go. I like it. Thank you for and spending if, time. Yes. And if anybody has questions, you can email us at contact, C-O-N-T-A-C-T, at accessiblego.com. So A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E-G-O.com. Beautiful. Patch, thank you so much for spending some time with us. I think this is going to be a, a well-received episode. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Have a good Thanksgiving. Yes. You too. Have a great Thanksgiving. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. back uh, we're winding down on this episode of walk and roll live for this week see what did i tell you patch was awesome right oh yeah patch was stupendous i mean let me tell you there were a lot of stuff i didn't know at first like uh i didn't know there was uh accessible rooms for people who are hard of hearing yeah you, you know the thing that kind of surprised me is 
uh, things I had never really even thought about to ask. You know, you you get a hotel room, and for those of us who have to transfer from a wheelchair to a bed, you know, bed height can be a you know a big deal. You know, and so just something as simple as requesting a particular bed height um, that is that is awesome. Right? So I'm it's opening up a whole new world, opening up my eyes to traveling. Maybe it won't be so. You know, you won't get so anxious about it if you can take care of some of these things uh, before you even go. So uh, anything coming up that uh, you got on the horizon? I know Thanksgiving is coming. We want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. But beyond that, uh, nothing too big. Our possibilities holiday dinner is coming up. You and I are going to host that, right? Yep. I look forward to that every single year, Doug. It's like the Grammy Awards for us. So if there's any events that you have uh, locally uh, around you and the disability community that you'd like us to share here, we'll do that more than uh, uh, happily and also put it up on our website. We have an events page that I try to put stuff up there from time to time that I find. I know that Triumph Foundation had a uh, a big, uh, I don't know if it was like a sports festival uh, this past weekend. So I put that up. So hopefully some people found that and were able to attend. But if you have anything, uh, just send it along to warlive at walkandrolllive.com. That is our uh, email. And then you can go to walkandrolllive.com. Uh, you can contact us that way. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, Walk and Roll Live. And uh, what else? I think that's pretty much it. Well, And you can uh, please uh, tell your friends about Walk and Roll Live, the podcast, and you can get it anywhere. Just do a search for Walk and Roll Live. You can find it on Spotify and iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon, iTunes, Samsung. It's out there. It's easy to find. All right. So you got any, because you're so eloquent at this, I'm just going to turn it over to you. You got any kind of final Thanksgiving thoughts that you'd like to share? On behalf of me and my buddy Doug here at Walk Around Life, we would like to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. God bless. Take travels. Take care of yourself and each other. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.